Hey everyone, welcome to Check and Study podcast and this is your host Shruti and our today's guest is Megan Smith. She's a consultant and she also runs a non-profit organization which helps children in India in a small village called Kasim which is near Tamil Nadu to go to school and she loves traveling. She documents all her amazing stories in her blog called meganotravels.com. So let's just talk to her. Hi Megan. Hi Shruti, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How's the weather there? Uh, it's very hot, although I'm sure it's not as hot as India, but it's hot here. <laughs> it's super, super cloudy and rainy and all wet and drenched. Really? Too, so yeah. yeah, and muddy too, so yeah, well. Well, I mean, it's, very, it's just not what I expected from India. Uh, no, this is rainy season going on here, so yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't been there during rainy season, so I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you should come here. You'll come to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Next so, time. Yeah, sure, why not? So tell us, um, what is your story? Like, how did you fall in love with travel and where did it all start? Um, it all started when I was a kid with my family. So every year we would take vacations. Um, I grew up in a small in a small town in Pennsylvania and my mother's family is from Tennessee and Florida. My father's family was kind of spread out all over the United States. And so every summer we would um, take a little trip to New Jersey to the beach to visit my dad's family. And then uh, to see my mom's family every year, we would go to either Tennessee or Florida to visit them. So um, I just got really, you know, it was always so exciting to to pack up in the car and pack everything up and, and go on these trips to different places that I'd never been before or that I couldn't wait to get back to. Um, and then I remember when I was probably 10 years old for Christmas, my parents told me that I was going to Austin, Texas, which is where I was born. And um, as soon as, and we weren't going until March. And so as soon as they told me on Christmas, I ran home and I pulled out a suitcase and I started packing to get ready for a trip that wasn't going to happen for three months. Um, but so since then, I've always been really excited about travel and about going to different places. Oh, cool. So it started pretty early, that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I read that um, you started exploring more when you got your driver's license. Well, I know. I mean, I totally understand the feeling when you really passed the test and all. So, yeah. So what all places did you explore first when you finally got the license? <laughs> yeah, so you have a lot more freedom when you finally get your driver's license. So yeah. it's a bit crazy, um, all the places you can go. Um, so when I first got my driver's license, I mainly started out within, you know, probably a two-hour drive or so from my house. So uh, going to Philadelphia or going to Baltimore, Maryland. And I would just go see friends or I would go see bands play, um, explore the area a little bit. And then later uh, I went to Boston and to New York City, which are both not a terribly long drive from where I lived, but, you know, a little bit further um, so those were some of the places that I first went when I got my driver's license. So, I mean, the road trips must have been fun. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. I've taken actually a, quite a few road trips uh, over the years. I really enjoy them. And I read one of your blog about your Las Vegas road trip. So I had to bring it up because I love the place. <laughs> so yeah, please tell me about it. Love the free shows, seeing um, the inside of all the casinos and all of the hotels there is incredible. And then also the... Um, like the fountains, the water fountains in front of the Bellagio, and just the craziness that happens in the streets. All of that is a lot of fun. Uh, but as far as gambling, I'm I'm so bad at it. I hate losing money. So I usually just play with like $20. And then when I'm up, I'm done. 
and I just take, you know, like the $5 win and go. But yeah, no, I mean, it's there's a lot to do there. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot to do in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, which was your like best road trip ever? Um, So last year, it was my mother's 60th birthday. So uh, my brother and sister and I took her to the Bahamas. And then after that, she wanted to go on a little road trip. Um, to some places she had never been before, but always wanted to go. So unfortunately, my brother wasn't able to go along because he had to go back to work. But my sister and I took my mom and we drove from Pennsylvania, where my brother lives in Philadelphia. We drove um, all the way up to Montreal and to Quebec City in Canada. Mm -hmm. And then we drove back down through Vermont. And it was just amazing. I mean, it was in the, um, it was like September, so early fall. And the weather was just beautiful. And the trip was so much fun because, you know, it was just exciting to see my mom who who hadn't been to any of these places and she's 60, you know, finally get excited to see these places. And thankfully, I had been to Montreal before. So it was fun to be able to actually show her around there and, um, and my sister doesn't travel a whole lot either, so it was fun just to to be with the two of them and to sort of broaden their horizons a little bit as well. And we just had a blast doing it. Oh, that's lovely. So how long yeah. was the road trip? Like, how long did you take? Um, It took about a week, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the best time to take such kind of a road trip? So I guess probably spring, summer, and fall are the best. Um, anytime when there's not snow, basically, <laughs> because snow is terrible to drive in. But... Uh, fall was especially nice because the weather was cool, but all the trees were, you know, like still, still green, but kind of turning into those fall colors, you know, like oranges and yellows and reds. So it was really beautiful. Um, I imagine spring is probably really gorgeous too, when everything starts to come out and bloom and you can see all the flowers and, you know, the trees just budding and stuff. Um, I, I tend to not travel a whole lot in the summertime because I don't really care for heat a whole lot. So my recommendation would be spring and fall. To go up to Canada um, from Pennsylvania, I really, I mean, most of the traveling that I do is in spring and fall, sometimes winter, depending on the destination, just because, like I said, I I hate walking around when it's really, really hot outside and then it's just, it's so tiring and you're sweating all the time and you don't mm-hmm. want to go and do anything and then... On top of all of that, you know, usually summertime is the busiest time of year for people to travel. And so when you go in off season, um, you have less people to deal with. And the lines are usually shorter when you're going to places as well. Yeah. And off season travel is cheap, too. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. Exactly. (laughs) So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Megan, moving on. Have you ever been on a date like while traveling on any of your journeys? And do you think like this whole concept, like, does it work out after that? Or like, do you think traveling is like the best way to meet new people and in turn even meet new dates as well? So, yeah. I think that travel is a really great way to meet other people who are like-minded. Um, I've met a lot of really awesome people who um, who are into traveling while I've been traveling. So I think if it's a big part of your life, um, it's a great way to meet other people. Um, as far as me going on dates with other people, I haven't done that while I've been traveling. Um, but I have met guys while I've been traveling that I ended up dating later. So, um, I met a guy when I was in Rome who I ended up dating, um, afterwards, like we, he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship. And then when both of those relationships ended, (laughs) we dated. (laughs) Um, and then I met another guy when I was in Dubai and he and I dated on and off for, um, about a year and a half, just traveling and meeting each other around the world. And then, um, I met another guy actually on a tour when I was in India who 
recently told me that um, that he liked me, but oh. unfortunately, I have a boyfriend now, so um, <laughs> didn't work out. Although I would have, you know, I would have been happy to have dated him if I had known last year when we were on our trip to India together. But you know, unfortunately, that's how things work sometimes. So that's like long distance relationships. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's not. It's part of it isn't isn't a whole lot of fun. You know, like you want somebody to be with all the time, mm-hmm. and you you want to be able to be with somebody, but. Um, at the same time, it's really exciting because you get to travel places. So, you know, like I took a pretty awesome road trip through Europe um, a couple of years ago with the guy that I met in Rome. And then um, I traveled like in Dubai and then all around the U.S. and stuff with the, the other guy that I dated. So it's just, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to go on like these epic trips with somebody that you're that you're dating when they don't live in the same place as you. That's lovely, and ultimately, travel actually gives birth to a lot of stories, and yeah, th- these stories are one of them. So yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that's really cool. So you mentioned Rome, which was your first international trip. So apart from meeting that nice guy and going on <laughs> with him there, what is the other things, other great things that happened there? How was it? Um, Rome was amazing. I mean, the the first Rome was my first international trip, and I also studied abroad while I was there. So um, it was I was twenty two at the time, and it was just a really eye opening ex- experience for me. It was not only my first time like abroad, but it was the first time that I also sort of got to know myself quite a bit. Um, so traveling there and meeting people from all these different countries that I had classes with and stuff was just incredible to see, to see how they lived and how, how confident they were and how they presented themselves to the world. And it, um, I think it allowed me to become a lot more confident, a lot more secure in myself and in my ability to like speak up and to travel alone and to be, um, independent. And I, it's just, it was a really incredible experience. I mean, I, I probably could have had that anywhere, but I think for me, Rome was just the place that happened. Uh, it's a beautiful city. It's so historic. There was so much to do. And it was, you know, I love the language. I loved the food. It was just an, an incredible summer there. Lovely. So uh, tell us three reasons why all our listeners should include Rome in their bucket list. <laughs> three reasons. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So the history there is incredible. So, um, I mean, I'm not a huge history buff, but just walking around in a place like that and seeing these monuments and fountains and houses and, you know, all of these beautiful old ruins that have been there for thousands of years was incredible for for me coming from such a young country like the United States. Um, Also, the food there is amazing. So you can't go wrong with that. Um, and I, I really loved all the different neighborhoods. So Trastevere was my favorite neighborhood there. It's just kind of an old, old neighborhood along the Tiber. And um, it's where, where like, lots of Italians or Romans, um, like, local people live. And so I always loved going out there because it wasn't, it wasn't a huge touristy hotspot. It was places where you could see, you know, or a place where you could see families walking around and, you know, people doing their dishes and people just sitting out, um, like in the cafes eating and drinking and, and watching people and stuff. And it, I just loved that neighborhood. Oh, that's lovely. So you mentioned food. I don't know why my head, my head totally was <laughs> like, you know, when you said food, I was like, okay, food. So which is your favorite food item from there? From Italy, my favorite is probably gelato. You can't go wrong with, with ice cream. Yeah. You can eat it every day while you're there. And if you're walking around and stuff, you won't, you won't gain a pound. And yeah, and it's totally worth it. So all you guys, if you go to Italy, do not forget 
to try the gelato there so yeah yes and everyone <laughs> loves ice cream so that's like no question there exactly so cool so talking about architecture i mean rome is very much famous for its rich cultural heritage and architecture and so is india because we have yes. like great cultural heritage here too and you have been here in india so what's the best thing you liked about this country Oh my god, that's that's really hard to narrow down. <laughs> India is probably my favorite place. I mean, I I love I've been there twice and I've loved every moment I've spent in that country. Um it's, you know, it ranges from everything from just like the food. I absolutely love food in India, like the spices and the way that all the dishes are made um is incredible. All the colors. I even loved like the honking in the streets um you i totally did, missed you that did. <laughs> yeah. I, i missed it when i came home it was so quiet uh, the buildings were incredible and i i just the the culture is so beautiful and um i just had an amazing time i think i was so excited to go to rajasthan that was the place that i was that i was most looking forward to going and while i loved it varanasi ended up being the place that i fell absolutely in love with and it was the last place that i went my first trip to india and it was noisy and it was smelly and it was dirty and just chaotic but something about being on the ganges like at um at sunrise when it was quiet and you know people it was just like people out doing prayers and like bathing and um and washing their clothes and stuff and it was just such a such an experience Well I'm glad you liked India and definitely it's a beautiful country for everyone to explore and travel. So you spoke about Rajasthan and there are many mm-hmm. deserts in Rajasthan and deserts have made me think about Morocco because I was just going through one of your blog and you have been to Morocco. So how how was your trip there? Like what happened there and how was your whole experience in Morocco? You know, um when I got to Morocco, I landed in Tangier and uh my luggage was lost for a couple of days. People were really nasty to me when I was there and I oh. thought, "Oh my god, I'm going to hate this entire country. I'm going to hate this whole trip." And it ended up turning around completely. I mean, I I loved Morocco. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um I don't know I I I kind of want to go back to Tangier just to see if I'll have a different experience this time if it was just, you know, the the combination of being tired and having lost luggage and being lost and people being mean to me i mean children being mean to me which is probably what what made it even worse <laughs> um so i um but the rest of the trip was was awesome i went to uh chefshaun which is the blue city there uh kind of i guess like jodhpur in india mm-hmm. um so it's just all of the the walls are like blue washed or white washed and it's just a small small town in the middle of the mountains and it's gorgeous and you know it was very calm and relaxing and then after that i went to um i went to fez which i enjoyed but it's very chaotic and very small and compact and i mean not like the city or the it's not small itself but like the the walkways and stuff within um within the city are very small to walk through yeah. uh which can kind of makes you claustrophobic and then after that i went to marrakech and to the sahara desert for uh, a camping trip and then ended the the whole trip in um casablanca so it was an awesome trip and i would definitely go back there's more to see there um but i had a great time Oh that's lovely so you went to the desert do you know that GOT scenes Game of Thrones scenes were actually shot there you know the Khaleesi scenes Yes yes and it was cool because when we were going to the desert we stopped in a place i believe it's pronounced Marzuga 
Uh, but there were quite a few movies and TV shows and stuff filmed there as well. So we stopped at like the set where they filmed. I um, Lawrence of Arabia, I think, was filmed there. I mean, I can't remember everything, but there are probably like 50 or 60 different movies and television shows filmed there. So that was really awesome. Um, but yes, Game of Thrones <laughs> definitely filmed there. <laughs> yeah, cool. That sounds really interesting mm-hmm. and fun. So, you know, talking about traveling, I... I can't escape the topic of airports because that's like a very important aspect of traveling. So, and you know, airports are like so much hustling and bustling with so many activities and so many things happening there. So did you ever had any airport story, like something that happened at the airport? Any story to share with us? Um, Besides, you know, like missing my flight and running to catch flights and things like that or Uh being stuck in lines. Um, When I was, I was in Turkey in December of last year with my sister um, and we had flown to uh, Grome, which is in Cappadocia. And so we were trying to catch our flight back to Istanbul to spend our last few days of Turkey or in Turkey in Istanbul. And we were at the airport for probably two hours and it just started snowing and stuff. And the snow was coming down pretty heavily and we weren't really sure what was going on. Nobody was calling for our flight or anything. And it's a tiny airport. I think it's probably two, two, uh, terminals in there. And so all the Turkish people, like there was an announcement and all the Turkish people just got up and started leaving and so my sister and I were sitting there like um what's going on there was nothing said in English and so finally we go out and we see everybody just hoarding around the desks and when I finally get up to the front they tell us that our flight is canceled and essentially they just sent us back and forth between two desks for probably two and a half hours until they could get us rebooked the next day and then um get us back to the hotel where we were staying which was like an hour away from the airport um, and, and it ended up being fine. I mean, we stayed overnight in the same hotel and we explored more of the town and it's just a sleepy little town. So it was nice, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was just chaos and they didn't know how to deal with any of it at all. And the fact that hardly anybody spoke English. So, you know, the few English speakers were, were crowding around with each other, trying to figure out like, okay, what's going on? Can we get a ride here? Can we fly out of this airport? You know, how can we get to Istanbul? Oh, so. but do you know such situation actually really check your patience, but good that you get got to spend a night there in the hotel and you could explore the place more. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Yeah, like I said, it ended up being fine, but it was still crazy <laughs> at the time. So, uh, you know, talking about airports, um, the airport thing just brought to my mind about like all the luggage that we take to the airport and there's so many restrictions on what we should take and the weight and everything so that's where the packing scene comes to the picture so how uh, how do you pack for your trips like any hack there to make it all light and quick and all um so i tend to make a list of everything that i'm going to take ahead of time so i can coordinate like the outfits that i'm taking that way i ensure that i'm packing less So I try to make sure that everything that I am packing, I can wear with each other. So if I have a pair of black pants, I can wear that with four shirts. Yeah, because uh, being a girl, that's a big question, you see. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so I think um, I usually just pack neutrals and stuff. And then I accessorize with, you know, with scarves or, you know, cheap jewelry and things like that. Um, But I also take use of like uh, packing cubes, which is really easy. So you can put everything in the packing cubes and that helps condense um, the time that you're actually like repacking your bag. So, you know, like I backpacked around Europe for, uh, three months Mm -hmm. and those packing cubes absolutely saved my butt more than one time. You know, when you're rushing and trying to get to the airport, everything is in the cubes and you just throw them right in your bag and you can run. Um, so I, I have a tendency to keep everything in like its own little special bag. (laughs) So, um, 
you know, like all of my shirts are in one bag, my pants are all in one bag, all of my underwear is in another bag, and then, you know, everything like toiletries and stuff are in a bag, all my electronics are in a bag. That way, you know, I can see everything. I know it's all in one place, and I can just grab the six bags that I need, toss them all in my, my backpack or in my suitcase and go. So oh. that's my biggest tip is just to, to put everything in, in separate bags so you can see what you have, and oh, yeah, it's easy to pack up. That's cool. That's actually cool. I'll try that next time now because I usually yeah. stuff like everything in one bag and then I keep on finding everything. Like, yeah. I know. And it's hard to find things I when know, you do it like yeah, that. Right. And yeah, yeah. So the cubes really come in handy, packing cubes. Okay, cool. So from packing, uh, let's move on to your journeys. You know, like um, there are times when our friends or anybody from our family just take us out you know like we not even planned like nothing is planned and we just go out and sometimes we don't have an option and we just have to go and say yes to that trip <laughs> so yeah so has any of such impromptu trip ever happened in your life if yes then tell us the story um yeah never anything on a big scale though usually the trips that we take or that you know like my friends and family will come over it's usually um just a couple of hours away like you know a couple of weeks ago my boyfriend and I just decided last minute that we wanted to take a trip to the Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. uh, which is about four and a half hours away from Atlanta where we live. And so um, we just packed up my car and we just set out to see whatever we wanted to see. So we stopped in a little town in North Georgia called Helen, which is like a little German town. And then from there, we went up to Asheville, North Carolina. And then after that, we decided to drive through the mountains and stay in the Smokies and then come back to Atlanta. So we just took a long, a long weekend and explored you know, a couple of hours from where we live, which is a lot of fun. And, you know, a last minute thing, which meant we didn't get very good hotels. In fact, we stayed in one of the worst hotels I've ever stayed in my entire life. But um, we still had a lot of fun. Actually, you know, in such trips, the fact that these trips are unplanned is actually the fun part of the story. Exactly. Yeah, you get to, I mean, we, we ended up finding my, the, um, one of the lights came on in my car, like saying that there was some kind of engine problem. And so I had to find the closest um, repair place to try and find out what was going on. And it was also a holiday weekend, so not many things were open. And so I finally found a place. And what it ended like when we stopped, it was nothing major, thankfully. Um, But in the small town where we stopped, there it was it was so cute. There were a couple of used bookstores and boutiques and ice cream places and stuff. Um, You know, I can't even remember the name of the town. It was just this tiny little town in Tennessee, and we. Um, I have it written down somewhere at home, but we stopped through and it was just, you know, it was awesome. We found it was such a gem and we ended up going into some of the used bookstores and bought like, you know, seven books for $20, which was a lot of fun. I love used books. So we had a great time. Wow. This is great memories, man. It's traveling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is all about the places that you've been to. Let's talk about the places you want to go to. So tell us um, any two, three of your dream destinations that you want to go. Like uh, the one at the top and then you come. Uh, Okay. So the one at the top is Pakistan. Okay. And um, I am trying to go there in September of this year. I Mm -hmm. have already applied for a visa. It was rejected. So I'm uh, (laughs) in the process of of reapplying now. Um, I talked to the embassy and so hopefully I can get that all squared away and then I will be going there. If not, the two backup destinations that I have are the other two top places that I want to go. So Jordan and Indonesia. So um, I'm kind of torn between going to Jordan and like soaking in the Dead Sea or floating in the Dead Sea anyway and seeing Wadi Rum and seeing um, Petra and staying with the Bedouins or going to Bali and seeing some rice terraces and spending a week on a beach. 
So I'm back and forth between what I want right now um, if Pakistan doesn't work out. So you have some cool places lined up. So then um, like you want to go to these places and all and you've traveled so much. So how do you manage the money part of the story? Like how do you keep track of how much expenditure you've been doing and how do you support your travel financially like how do you manage everything so i work full time um and that that helps me you know bring in a decent amount of money Mm -hmm. but i also um because i like to travel so much i live cheaply so i live in a in a relatively inexpensive apartment for atlanta standards um my car is paid off like everything you know all all of my bills are pretty inexpensive which allows me to save quite a bit of money Mm -hmm. and then um i usually look for deals so like i said i like to travel a lot on off seasons so that it's cheaper um and i scour the internet for as many deals as i can find so cheap places to stay cheaper flight times things like that um i also use some credit cards that allow me to um get some points so i use like chase uh chase sapphire preferred for americans to use uh you you end up earning a lot of points on everything that you purchase Mm -hmm. so that actually when my sister and i went to turkey that covered all of our stay the entire time we were in turkey by using those points um and the time before that when i went to dubai covered my entire stay there and then I also have an American Airlines credit card, um, which racks up a lot of points so I can fly, you know, I can use my points to fly for free. Well, I guess technically not free, but it's not, no money out of my pocket when I'm, when I'm um, booking a flight based on points. So um, if you can apply for credit cards like that and uh, pay them off at the end of every month like I do, um, I think it's a it's a great advantage to helping you um, travel for cheaper. Wow, that's that's really great. Some great tips out there. So from money, let's move on to your blog, meganotravels.com, which is like really interesting. I loved it. I was reading like, you know, not just for research, but then I couldn't just stop reading. I, I went on reading <laughs> like 10, 12 articles, all of them, like all your travels to places and all. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, <laughs> uh, so any tips for the bloggers out there, like the ones, uh, the travel bloggers out there, any tips you want to give them? Um, basically, just stick with it. It's not, I mean, you know, when you when you start to treat it like it's a business and stuff, it, it can get um, a little overwhelming and sometimes it's not the most fun thing to do. Um, and I, I went through periods of that and I went through periods of like comparing myself to other bloggers and why am I not as popular as other bloggers or why am I not turning this into a business as quickly as other bloggers have done. Um, but all that does is just like kill your vibe and it just makes you not want to blog anymore. So, um, my, my advice is just to stick with it. Don't compare yourself to others and stop doing it. If you stop loving it, you know, it'll eventually the, the love for it will come back as it has many times for me where, you know, I've dropped it for a little while and then I realize like, Oh, I miss writing. I need to go back and write. Um, so, you know, it's just something where if you, if you're not feeling it or if it's becoming more of a job than it is something that you love, just give it a break for a little while and come back to it. Yeah. So basically just be yourself and stop comparing. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Megan, that was so nice to talk to you actually. You too. That's cool. So do you have any last message for our listeners out there? Um, basically get up and go. I mean, if you're, (laughs) I, I always say like when you're young and able-bodied enough to, to travel, you should do it. You know, my dad always asks me, well, I don't understand, you know, why, why don't you see more of the United States? Why are you going to all these other countries? And while I do see a fair bit of the United States, I keep saying, you know what, I'm young enough and I can stand sitting on a plane for 15 hours at a time and not, you know, like not get so sleep deprived while I travel or get so jet lagged that I can't enjoy it. So 
while I'm young enough to enjoy it, I'm going to do it. And that's what I recommend for other people. While you're young enough, go and do it. Because when you're 50, you may be sick or, you know, you may have problems with sitting on a plane for too long and then you're not going to want to do it. So make the time to do it while you're young. Wow, that's that's really a beautiful message to actually follow. And I'm sure our listeners got a lot to take home from this podcast. So thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much, Trudy. I had a great time. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun and I would absolutely do the podcast again if somebody asked me to. So I'll ask you again, go to a number of more places and let's do a podcast again. (laughs) You got it. I never (laughs) want to stop traveling. So absolutely. That's 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 really nice. Well, I had loads of fun talking to Megan. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to this podcast as well. So do let us know what you think about this podcast in the comment section below and stay tuned for more travel loaded stuff coming up your way because there is a lot of it. And do not forget to subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud. So this is goodbye from your host Shruti and see you in the next episode. Till then keep traveling.